Welcome to Grim Fashions, the best fucking thing you'll hear today. Xanatos, man. How are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Man, I'm just chilling, talking to you. How's your life? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah. Just uh, chilling right now. Had my uh, cookies on my way out of work and uh, feeling pretty good. Feeling all right. Well, for the people that don't know you, uh, you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. So I'm a, I'm a VC with, uh, with LAA. And uh, been flying with them, I think, since probably about, like, I don't know, July, I think, of last year. Anyway, uh, you know, um, flying F-18 still. Um, but uh, That's what I fly as an F-18. Like, I stopped at Tier 5. So, actually, speaking of that, um, what do you, like, who are you actually IRL as well? Uh, I think people would be interested in that. Um, well, I'm, I'm a dad. I've got, uh, let's see, I've got five kids of my own plus one, uh, foster kid. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, we, you know, just kind of, I, I, uh, mostly chill at home when I'm not working, uh, or like, I hit the gym, you know, but, uh, other than that, I'm, I'm pretty much a homebody these days. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an older guy. I'm in my forties, so. Um, I don't know. I've, I've already been out. And Older been guys that. are forties. That's it's amazing. You're right, but yeah, I just that's funny to hear. Um, so yeah. me and you kind of know each other, um, but most people don't uh, know each other like you and I do. So uh, I know that you're a veteran, and I, I, I'm really interested, yeah. and and I hope people get to to know you uh, a little bit more. Um, you're one of the heroes that uh, allow me to sit here and record some grim fashions, whatever that means. And uh, yeah, you tell could you tell a little bit about you know your your, your service, I guess. Sure. Um, so I uh, did 17 years. Uh, I was in the U.S. Marines. And um, you know, what's that? I said hoorah. Oh yeah, and um, so I uh, enlisted back in 1997, and uh, I'm a Hollywood Marine. Did my time on the West Coast there, and then uh, I, uh, I've been with Fourth Marines, Third uh, Recon Battalion, and then Third uh, Force Recon Company, First uh, Battalion, Twenty Third Marines, 
Jesus. Been man. to 13 different countries. Uh, been in both Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Wow. See, and yeah, I'm even learning stuff, actually. So, um, you know, there was this thing in Grimmies that you posted that I really wish we could touch base on about uh, the pink gloves. Yeah. Can you talk about that before we get anything else? Yeah. So, um, I, I wrote about this, uh, like, the year it happened, and I guess everybody liked it so much, and they were like, you should tell this every year. And so, ever since then... And that was uh, like maybe 2009 or something like that. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, I've been telling this story uh, over Memorial Day, and um, it actually took place uh, just before the Marine Corps Ball <clears throat> in 2009. And, um, you know, as any, any good unit would do, they do the dress blue uniform inspections because they don't want everybody to walk in all dicked up and looking like a bag of ass sure. at the fucking ball. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're all out there in our dress blues and um, they've got this new staff sergeant that just came on board and he's he's running the uh, uniform inspection. He's going through and everybody looks great, you know. Um, he's, he's actually like, man, you guys have some like really good uniforms. And I don't think he, well, he didn't realize at the time who he was talking to. Because um, our, our uniforms have to be pristine for that uh, detail. Um, and then he looks down and he's he's like, he's like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck is wrong with your gloves? And I, I you know, I hold them up and I'm like, what's wrong with them? He's like, well, they're not they're not white. They're like pink looking or whatever. Did you wash them in the laundry or something like that? And he's just kind of, you know, give me shit about having my gloves that that were clearly not white, which is what you're supposed to have with your dress blues on. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, you know, it was like, I basically, I was like, well, you know, they were, they were, uh, they were white when I started, but, uh, you know, when I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm the NCOIC of the funeral, funeral honors detail. And you, you fold so many flags, you know, it, they start to, it starts to run on the gloves and they turn pink like that. And he, you know, he just kind of backed down and kind of shut his mouth, and he was just like, you know, whatever. And so, I, you know, I have this whole story where it's, you know, clearly sounds better because I took some time to write it out. Well, well but, no, uh, my, my question is, can you tell him how, why your your gloves were pink? Right, so, because they, you know, they when you're folding the, the flag over a coffin, um, you know, you, you have these uh, really crisp movements, and you run your fingers along the flag, when you're doing the 13 folds and um so how long did it take to, to make your gloves that, pink um so it depends on the flags uh you get the free ones from the um from the post office if you take their uh, death certificate to the post office with their dd214 you can get a free flag for burial services so how many and, how many years did it take them to get pink i guess i should say Oh, I mean, they get pink after just, they start turning pink after a couple of services. I see, um, I see. In, in fact, what I was going to say is, what I didn't put in the story is that, like, that particular set that I had on, and they weren't even all that pink yet. Like, I have, I had a small box in the back of my Jeep that was full of fucking pink gloves. It's both amazing so. and, uh, and tra- tragically just fucked up. I'm on, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean... Basically, what I'm hearing is, you know, you've done it so many times, and he finally understood. 
that kind of thing yeah and after a while like when you're or at least our, our FHD group um, funeral owners detail we um, you know it was kind of like a, a thing we were proud that we had these gloves that were that color it was just kind of like you know this is what we do we're we're burying our brothers and stuff like that so I can honestly understand um, it seems like you're absolutely honoring everybody yeah that, uh, and yeah but since that guy was new to the unit, he he didn't really know, I guess, that that whole thing there about that. And so we were, we were uh, in Colorado at the time, and our funeral honors detail covered um, Colorado, New Mexico, Wyoming, Kansas, Nebraska, Utah. So that whole area, we did all the funerals. That's just what does that do to you, like mentally, honestly? I would say that was probably the best and yet worst billet I ever had in the Marine Corps. Yeah. It's the only way I can really describe it. It's, um, it's surreal. And it's like, you, you, you have a deep sadness because, you know, you, you feel like, you know, these guys, you know, you know, their stories, you've been to the same places, uh, maybe even in some of the same units, maybe you even know the guy. Yeah. Um, so but you, you're doing that. That that. I almost. I don't want to say a performance. It's a ritual. You're performing this ritual um, for the family, and everything has to be crisp and precise and perfect. Yeah, I, I, and I'll yeah. tell you, there's the most nerve-wracking thing I think I've ever done in my life is hand a flag over to the next of kin and and have to give that, that speech, you know, you know, on behalf of the president of the United States, the Marine Corps and a grateful nation, please accept this flag as a token of the honor and sacrifice of your loved one. Can I ask you something that, uh, you're out of the military, right? Yeah, I'm out now. Okay. So that speech you've repeated a thousand times. Do you believe it? Yeah. Um, I, I like, I felt almost like um, every time you hand a flag over, it's almost like a little piece of you, uh, your soul kind of got ripped off with it. When you, well, and I guess, when you hand that over I guess when you say from like, the, when you had to repeat from the president, like, I, I understand your brotherhood, no. but do you, do you honestly believe that, uh, and, and this is kind of like, kind of off topic but exactly what I mean you're out there burying your brothers uh, the people that sacrifice shit so I can do this right now right Um, do you do you have any anger I guess uh, with you know our government and our military the way stuff's handled so here's the thing America's always been at war about every 20 years um You know, we get into wars over the dumbest shit all the time. And, you know, the thing is, is uh, it was said, you know, by a Marine, in fact, uh, that war is a racket. And it is. Um, You know, that is one of those things, one of those realities that you have to come to grips with, you know, before you even enlist that, like, you know, I'm going to join the military. I'll probably be in a war. I could very well get killed in this war. And... I may not necessarily agree with the war to begin with or why I'm there, but it's, 
I'm, I'm doing this to serve my country, and if that's the will of the country, then that's that's what I'm doing. Well, have you ever heard uh, the expression "lions for lambs"? No, what's that? Have you ever heard the expression the expression uh, "lions for lambs"? Um, lions for lambs. Mm-hmm. No, I guess I, I don't think I have heard that um, one before. Long of the short, it's it's referencing uh, that the lambs, you know, that uh, actually send out their their lions, you know, at will, but uh, they're cowards, kind of. Um, there's actually a movie called Lions for Lambs. I think it was a Tom Cruise thing. It's all about the military and how they treat their soldiers. Uh, my thing is, do you have any re- regrets, uh, or not regrets? I guess grievances with uh, the government, or you know. You said you came to terms with it, but what terms were those? I mean, just, you know, that um, regardless of the uh, the motivation of our going to war, uh, you're going to go. Do you think, do you think like it's you always been that they, way? Like, they can choose that. Well, like warriors, you know, say, throughout time. Do you think it's always been that way, that they have to understand it to do it? Of course, of course. Well, obviously you've wait- always been that way. Well, you you've, you've you obviously have spent time away from your family, probably significant time, right? You, can you talk about? Yes. Can you open up a little bit? Talk about like what that did to you? At least, like, say the first four years or however long you were away. So my oldest daughter, she's nineteen now, and we don't really talk a whole lot. She's you know graduated. And- moved out and stuff like that but we don't really talk a lot we weren't uh very close not like um you know not like i am with my other kids and a lot of that's because she was born and um she was actually my wife at the time this is my first wife she was induced for labor and um, so that she could try to have the baby before I left because I was supposed to leave that day and then they basically put in like an emergency extension thing and they they gave me like two days so I had to I got to be there the day she was born and the day after and then I had to get on a plane and get out to 29 Palms because we were doing our work up for Iraq so you're you're mentally like let me let me ask you something so at that very moment you're mentally preparing yourself for war while also meeting your first first child. Yes. I mean, that's that's incredible, first of all. But I, I, I don't want to push too hard, but it's like, uh, how did how did your thought process work? Did, did Which one got blurred? Was it, because uh, typically you can concentrate on really one or two things at once, but your daughter, obviously you know, being born versus, you know, hey, I'm going to war and you don't know what's going to happen. Can you explain, like, can you kind of explain what was going through your mind? Um, I mean, I was, I was a first time dad, so I was really excited about that. And, um, so when I was there, I didn't really think about the war and all that stuff coming up. I, I, I just, I, I spent that time just with her because I, I knew I had t- all of two days and those two days were going to just be all about my daughter. Yeah. Do you think your daughter... And then, do you, you said your daughter and you, you know, that daughter and you 
have, you know, communication issues, it seems like, and it's just like, do you think, uh, do you think you'll ever come to an understanding of why, you know, she feels like, I, I don't know, it sure seems like you guys don't talk because of, you know, you being gone, I think that's kind of what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, like, the it, entire first, probably almost two whole years of her life, I was gone, because it was... Um, Iraq, and I was home for about six months, and then gone again right into Afghanistan. Man, I'm, I'm that, that's tragic for both you guys. Uh, let me ask you this: you being a, a soldier, I mean, obviously a decorated one, um, are you able to just turn it on and turn it off, or how does that work? No, man, um, it's kind of the it's it's a blessing and a curse at the same time of being a marine is there's, you you don't ever get to turn that off like once a marine always whatever marine. it is that they do to you yeah whatever it is that they do to you and, and like starts a boot camp and, and you, when you're in the fleet and everything um especially if you do any significant amount of time when you get out you don't really ever turn that all the way off it, you know they, they say you can you can take the the man out of the core but you can't take the core out of the man oh i believe that 100 percent and let me tell you why. So, uh, here's a little side note. My father was actually uh, a Marine. He was in Force Recon out in Hawaii. Uh, but he was attached, basically, he was a mechanic uh, for a lot of those vehicles. And uh, long and short, uh, when I first met my dad, he's, he's my stepdad, but he's my dad. Uh, he could eat the most mounded plate of food in probably 10, 10 minutes tops, including the dessert. Oh, yeah. And uh, that stuck with me, his discipline. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? It, like, when you finally got out, and I'm sure it kind of eased a little bit, when you finally got out, um, what was that like? What What was it like to, to actually be out? Um, honestly, I think about, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks in, um, I actually had an anxiety attack that I ended up in the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. Um, it does. It really feels like you're going through a really bad divorce or something like that. Can I ask you this? Like, do you have have you ever downed an enemy yourself? Oh yeah. What was that like the first time? Um. So, a lot of the uh, stuff when we were going on down there um, back in 2004, and we were uh, covering an area like MSR bronze and uranium and stuff, and uh, we hit a vehicle. Let's see, so we had a patrol that was coming in. They were, in fact, it was um, we we're doing this turnover, and they were coming in, just kind of learning the area on foot, and this vehicle came. And it was a suicide vehicle bomber and basically crashed into the uh, formation and detonated, but they had set the explosives wrong and it all blew up rather than out. And so um, one of the guys had a broken femur from the car hitting him, but none of them actually succumbed to any injuries from uh, the blast. They, they were real lucky. I mean, maybe some, you know, uh, broken eardrums and stuff like that, but nobody was killed. Nobody was, you know, nothing like that. So they were really lucky. 
Um, and there was another one right behind him. And we just, we all lit that vehicle up. I mean, everybody shot that guy. So it's, it was interesting because it's like, you know, you shot him, everybody else shot him. Um, it felt almost okay. No. Well, I mean, at the, at the moment, it was like, you're either going to drill him or he's going to kill you, so... No, 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 I understand uh, that part. I just meant the justification now. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't done it again now. Yeah, yeah. Is there any, is there any, um... Is there any demons, kind of, from any anything else you've seen? Yeah, um... Yeah, there's... You don't have to Iraq talk was, about uh, that if you don't want to, but... I right, guess. um, well, I'm not going to go into specifics just because, like, it, it'll, sure. it'll yeah. get to other people. Yeah, don't, <laughs> That's don't, how don't, bad it gets. Yeah, don't go... Um, I, I'm not curious in the specifics of what happened, just what it did to you mentally. And and, and really how you cope, because you seem like a, you know, totally normal person, yet I know for a fact my dad can do the same thing. Like, do you ever feel like you're faking it halfway? I mean, they made him a killer, um, right. Do you miss well that attitude that whatever they ingrained in you? I mean, so when I first got out, I went through five different jobs in maybe a month. You know, I could get hired easy. Um, you know, I had a, I had a really impressive resume, so I can always get a job somewhere. But um, I, uh, I didn't really mesh with anybody. You know, it's weird when you're going through that that whole adjustment and um, so it, it's it's been a struggle and not just that you know from the from the Marine Corps itself but um, you know definitely the things that that we experienced out in those wars I mean a good part of you still there to be honest like whoever we were when we when we first got there that's definitely not who left but what I found interesting is you said uh, you said you're you're still there. What what do you mean by that? Oh yeah, I mean there's a big part of all of us that's probably still there in Iraq and that still in that war somewhere. And and that's why I'm I'm asking you all this stuff. Um, I don't think people understand, especially especially right now in these times, right? So military bad, you know, whole bunch of stuff bad. Uh, I guess my question is. What are you really going through, and do you think do you think you could have done it better, or do you think it just is what it is? I mean, Mike, I, I guess really, I, I want you to tell the story of all your friends and and and, and really brothers in arms because uh, I don't think people understand that. Um, so here's the thing: if we were going to have to do these these wars, you know, like let's. Let's say if we if we put all the like conspiracy theory and stuff about it being an inside job with 9/11 and all that aside, let's say that you know this, you know no shit, we were attacked by these guys. Um, I was I was fine with us going in to do the things, especially with Afghanistan. Um, and I think that we needed to have an end game though. Um, and we, we really didn't need to go there and try to be colonists. Um, I know it was a good. Th- it's it's weird because it's it's good. I saw some good later on. Um, you know, we we brought some democracy 
to Afghanistan, there was an entire generation of, of females, girls, that grew up to be educated women, um, and some of them even going as far as getting college educations, which would have been unheard of under the Taliban. Absolutely. So, you know, and you know, a lot of people can argue and say it's, it's not our responsibility, it's not our job. You're right, but there's, there's that part of the... Um, at least the 1980s American spirit where, you know, we still believed in you know, those who can should. And, and that includes helping people that were less fortunate. Well, that's funny that so, you were say, you just said that because I was actually in my mind thinking the quote of uh, evil, evil only persists when good men do nothing. Right. And so, do I think it was worth it in those in, in that sense? Yeah. Um, do I think that a lot of you know crooked people, um, Dick Cheney, for example, um, did they profit from it? Of course they did. Um, were we there because of those people? Largely, yeah. Um, Iraq, I think more so than Afghanistan, though, for for his benefit. But um, oil, it's always oil, money. Right. Well, he also had the big shares in Halliburton, and right. of course, that became the the top contractor for you know moving equipment, supplies, um, everything yeah. throughout the entire country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, Jesse Ventura so talked about moment, that. You're just charging hand over fist, and, and, and the dollars just rolling in. So, the, I mean, that guy uh, ended up with a golden parachute that uh, his grandchildren's grandchildren won't ever touch the ground with. Oh, no, 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 no. He was that before even he was in power, but there's a movie actually right. called, uh, it's, I think it's called War, Inc., and it's, uh, with of all people, it's John Cusack that, that plays this and was kind of a big part, and it's called, and it's basically a parody of, uh, you know, uh, Cheney and, and how shit was working then. Uh, but what mm-hmm. he exposed was the same thing that, you know, a soldier... And somebody, I think, ideologically, is completely opposite of you. Um, I don't know how many people know about John Cusack, but um, I, I'm pretty sure you know you guys would be on the opposite poles. However, the movie's the movie's worth watching. It, it is actually pretty good. Um, yeah, it's called War Inc. I, I don't know, two thousands. Who knows? Um, what was the other thing I wanted to ask you? Obviously. Sky Warriors, um, I'm going to say, you know, hope you guys are well and all that, but uh, good luck. Uh, you have any thoughts on that? On the Sky Warrior stuff? Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious, because I think everybody feels the exact same way, but maybe maybe everybody hearing it in their own voice, you know, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe that's a good um, thing. What happened to you specifically? So here's the thing. So the game is... Um, was you know great like I uh, I um, always like in fact I've, I've uh, put pictures of it on various channels in discord um, you know I had like the old Nintendo Top Gun and Captain Skyhawk and you know I loved the Tomahawk uh, or not the Tomahawk the Tomcats you know from Top Gun and all that stuff back in the day and um, so I was just one day I was kind of like man I, I could sure use a good you know, flight simulator, because I really liked Ace Combat back in the day. Yep, yep. And, um, so then I, I found Sky Warriors, and I was like, man, this game's fucking great, and it, and it was great, great. Um, you know, started out with that F4, and, and 
going through and you know things were good until they just started like messing with the prices on stuff and you know and the, the different tiered weapons now that you can upgrade stuff it just it, it became a, a a really shameless money grab really and so um, I don't I don't really play it as much anymore not even close you know I used to average you know 40 60k a, a war um, and this is you know way before the doublers and all that there's just you know every every uh, every war just what we did well and now I no thanks <laughs> well well here's my question is uh, let's say let's say you know a mod developer whoever uh, somehow came across this right could you tell me? Could you tell me roughly how much money you spent? Um, I don't want to get you in trouble, but let's say you and another and, and your wife combined. Who's your wife, by the way? Um, well, she's not in the game at all. Oh, she's not. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, no, she's not involved in any of this stuff. She, uh, in fact, like um, we were talking about. Uh, so when we have our command meetings for LA, <laughs> um, we, we usually do it in voice and. Um, she's like, oh, there you go. You're going to go have your circle jerk with all your uh, boyfriends again. So, <laughs> yeah, she has zero interest in any of this. Well, well, I guess... She thinks I'm a huge dork for it, so whatever. I, I feel like a huge dork half the time. So, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you how I uh, got there when uh, you guys get to interview me. So, but uh, would you be willing to say, you know, roughly how much money you spent on the game? Shit, I... <laughs> Um, yeah, so, know, so that's the thing about Grim Fashions. Like, I'm going to ask you stuff you don't necessarily have to answer, but uh, the goal no, is... No, I mean, I don't even know, but I, I can tell you it's a lot. Like, <laughs> you know, I I bought... Uh, I'm, over two th- I'm over 2,000, but I have 12 planes. Oh, yeah, easily. Easily. How many planes do you have? Um, so, I have quite a few because I have uh, more than one account. Okay, well... So the whole reason I was buying planes is because I was just like you, I was an aviation nerd. I didn't realize that uh, it, this would turn into what it was, right? Um, right. But uh, if 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 you've easily done two thousand dollars, right? You're one of you know probably oh, an yeah, average, yeah, yeah, average yeah, player. See, and that's what I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to find out who uh, who's the average and, and and why they they're they're pushing the money up like they are. Um, right. I know for a fact that they. Uh, had an angel investment of like $260 million. Now they have, I want to say, I, who knows how many IPs they have or games, but they also just mm-hmm. got, opened a second studio and, and congrats to them. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to do these things to bash sky warriors. Actually. I, 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 I right. really want people to be honest enough to expose who they are without, you know, doxing themselves and explaining to the devs right. at the same time, like, hey, these these this is your player base. If you if you care at all, there you go. Yeah, I just wish they'd bring the fun back. You know what I mean? I remember I remember um, the high mar- the the high watermark, you know, when it was, you know, or bro L A A everybody against IA. Everybody thinks that from IA it seems like. And I'm gonna be honest here. Everybody from IA for whatever reason, has a chip on their shoulder because they think everybody hates them. It's not everybody hates you. It's that everybody wants to knock you off. When you're number one, you have to deal with that. And um, I, yeah. I, I, I've I, tried to say that a million times. Like, I don't think it's personal. I mean, people can, you know, accuse them of cheating, but guess what? That happens to everybody. Um, 
do you have any thoughts on, you know, like the bro war or the LAA war against IA? Um, so, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, Cupid's going to rip this shit at me for this one, but, uh, uh, speaking I don't, of I don't him, have any issues with the Actually, actually before I break... I'm actually... I, I want to let you know, Cupid will be interviewing me with me uh, Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll nice. listen to it. Because I'm going to send him a link to this my directly. Bah. So, so yeah, he's my butt, too. My butt. I love my butt. He's a great dude. Like, yes. He's just... He's, he's really cool. Um, you got to give him a moment, though. Yeah. And if you don't understand who he is, you know, that's, you know... I understand. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but he's my butt as well. Uh, but yeah, you he's were saying. Shot you, of whiskey. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but but you said he was going to rip you apart for what now? You don't have any real problems oh, with IA. I don't have any qualms with IA. In fact, I I like several of them quite a bit. Um, I'm good friends with a number of them. I've actually gone and flown with them. Um, on a number of occasions, you know, because as a merc, that's what you do. You fly with everybody, get to know everybody. Um, and that's how, so I, I seem to know pretty much everybody, uh, you know, at least from my era uh, in the game. And um, so I've flown with them. And what I can tell you is that they are a very well oiled machine. I mean, those guys move and they. Everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing, um, and so I was I was really impressed when I when I flew with them. Well, I don't know if people know this either. When Grimmy's one was around, right, the the original one, uh, the only reason it shut mm-hmm. down is we ran out of space. Actually, we had to open a second place. It was erasing shit. And uh, long to short, uh, Adriana was a mod for us. Uh, right now, My- Mighty Mal is. Uh, Long and short, that was my idea as well. I, you know, best team in the game. They should be modding a community mm-hmm. server, um, at least helping. And yeah, my thing is, is like, um, I've never, I've never personally had an issue with IA either. Um, do you know? Do you know why? Uh, I guess, I guess I'll save that for Cupid. Uh, let me save that for Cupid because uh, I think that's okay. going to be electric. <laughs> so, you, it's going to be fucking magical. Uh, yeah, and, and people are going to wait for it uh, because, again, what I'm doing right now is just simply doing the audio track, and then after that, I, you know, I don't know that there'll be pictures on the screen, but it'll be a direct link. Uh, it's it's called Podcastle, and uh, we won't even have to mess mm-hmm. with YouTube. Uh, I guess. It, it, are you in, anticipating even hearing Buzz interview? Because I'm going to push him. Oh, yeah. He absolutely needs to do it. And you know what? His entry music needs to be friggin' in the riggin' by the Sex Pistols when he comes out. Oh, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah that's, well, that's I better than... Him he, sounds, he sounds an awful lot like Johnny Rodden, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, someone else compared him to Arthur, but uh, the Vine guy. But, uh, you know, honestly, um, it, that's probably a better entry you know, music kind of thing. Cause I was just going to use gay porn, but, uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if, if the shoe fits right, but, uh, I guess we've kind of reached the point where yes. it's like, uh, do you have anything to say? Shout outs or, you know, just off topic questions. Um, yeah, basically I want to give the floor to you. Well, yeah. I mean, well, shout out to my Bamigos. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, shout out to uh, the rest of the command that's over there at LAA. Those are my homies too. 
uh, you know, Chain and Chips, uh, known them a good long time. And, um, you know, let's see, shout out to the Batch, because, you know, I came from the Batch. Uh, I was one of their VCs at one point as well. Um, and we all still want to know if it's supposed to be, uh, what is it, Snack Eyes or Snake Yes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's stanky ass, but uh, yeah, I love Snake Eyes. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's it. Then you know, just shout out to the the rest of the community. I I actually really um I like the Skywars community. That's the thing I like best about the game anymore is uh for for all of our shenanigans and our you know filth that we that we produce every day. Uh, it's actually a pretty wholesome community. Everybody tends to get along for the most part. Yeah, I you know I think that shit like this will help as well. So um, again, this is the the whole reason that this even happened is uh, I was thinking, okay, a lot of these guys are going to be leaving soon, but uh, you know this is still part of their lives. Like it's only been seven months for me, and I'm, I'll probably remember this until I die, right? And you know portions. But it'd be, right. it would be cool to come back Absolutely. and be able to listen to this stuff and be like, you know, there's a mix of, you know, cringe, probably, in three years, even even now. But at the same time, it's, it's uh, you know, this is what we do. I wake up and I talk to you, or Buh, or Mama, or every Skywarrior that's in Grimmy's channel right now. And uh, yeah. I, I, I think that each and every person deserves a, you know, a chance to really explain who they are. And, uh... When you're when you're in a competition, that doesn't really translate. I think uh, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding, and uh, I think a lot more respect could come from each other if we knew who we were. And the whole reason this spurred in my mind, because uh, I think I will drop this first, uh, Zan. I think I will. But uh, the whole reason this came up, even as an idea, was because of what the community did for Black Wolf's family. Like, that was the last thing in the world I thought Sky Warriors would be possible uh, to, to pull off. And I don't know if the number's still going up. I know I know it's well over its goal. And uh, I hope, uh, shout out to anybody that posts links to Black Wolf's uh, GoFundMe. Um, yeah. He's, uh, he was uh, a good guy from what I hear. Um, I, may have, I may have flown with him, yeah. but uh, at the same time, if, if, if that many people are willing to donate to his family, he must have been a, a decent person. Yeah. Well, and um, and also um, our boy Bumrush before him. Yeah, um, I need to know that. Uh, after, you know, after that, his uh, his father actually flew with LAA for a good while. Wow. And he still will come in every once in a while, um, you know, because he, he comes in to, you know, he has, the, you know, this is one of those things that he has left from from that, and so um, I get that. I do, too. I do. Yeah, and I do so, too. anytime he wants to fly with us, he, he comes in, and we're like, absolutely. Well, shout come his on da- in. shout his name out. And, yeah, his game. Well, name. he just goes by Bumrush's dad. So. Bumrush's dad. No, no, that's fine. That's shout fine because Bumrush's dad. <laughs> because, because because honestly, as long as you have a place in LAA to uh, drop a single link. Uh, Anybody can hear this, and uh, yeah, I think that's an amazing story. And uh, it, he's absolutely got uh, the people that his son spent time with, and that's again, that's the whole reason I wanted I want to do this is because I can be friends with just about everyone, 
and uh, appreciate them. I think where it's going to get interesting later on down the road is people that uh, I may disagree with or, or may not like. My own bias. I think those are going to be interesting. But I, I hope we both learn from each other. I, and I encourage international people that, you know, I, I, I find... I find that a lot of people that can speak English pretty well still think they can't, uh, and uh, I'm interested. So uh, hopefully we can get some more international people that will be able to come in and, and have you know somewhat of a you know coherent conversation. And there's a lot of people that speak English just fine; they just don't know it. So yeah, um, dude, I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate this, uh, and I hope we covered everything. If not. I'd love to have you on again and just, yeah. you know, do it again. Like, again, th these are going to be links that people can, can look back in three, four years and say, yeah, I remember those days. Because this is real. Uh, it, despite us playing, you know, with virtual planes and stuff, that's, that's you know, that's a game. But our interactions are uh, why I, I don't ask for a refund, if that makes any sense. Right, exactly. Well, brother, man, I, I, I guess we're kind of done. So, um, any last things you want to say before, uh, we basically end this?